Hello, welcome back to the podcast. My name's James Wrigley. Uh, today's episode is the audio taken from a lunchtime live that I did a little while back. It's really me just rambling on about a few things that are going on in my, were, uh, going on in my life or were going on at the time. Uh, some things that I was noticing about moving about the community. Uh, I'm in one of the suburbs that went into the earlier lockdown than the rest of Melbourne. Um, I talk about an update of my house and what was going on there, uh, and just some things that I was noticing uh, in client portfolios. So just a bit of an update on my world. Uh, I do hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome. Uh, welcome back to another Lunchtime Live. It's a little bit after 12.30 today. Bear with me. I am running a few minutes late. Uh, if you've never caught one of these before, my name is James Wrigley and I go live 12.30 on a Friday, uh, live across LinkedIn, Facebook and YouTube. Uh, I'll eventually get the audio up onto a, a podcast, pull out some of the, uh, the better bits and, and put that onto a podcast as well, what I call Lunchtime Live. Thank you for joining me. Uh, I have uh, just gone live and I'll just pop in the comments to the live stream if you are watching on LinkedIn, uh, a link to StreamYard and you are welcome to join me if you would like to have a chat. Um, So I normally do a bit of uh, what I call Friday ramblings, a bit of a reflection on my week and what's going on and uh, a bit of a deep dive into a particular topic that's come up just in my work uh, during the week. Um, this week, uh, in- incredibly busy, very busy is the way to describe it. I've had to do a, a few late nights this week and I hate the word busy. I hate describing uh, what I'm up to as as being busy, but uh, that's probably no other word for it. So good busy, a lot of client meetings, uh, a lot of new clients meeting with, which is fantastic. And I do love the opportunity to uh, have a chat with with anyone new whenever I can. Uh, So if you are there uh, tuning in and and, and having a a watch, uh, let me know you're there, drop a comment, let me know where you are watching from. I'm just pulling it up on my phone to make sure it's coming through properly here. Uh, it was there before when I added the um, the comment, but just bear with me for a second. Here we are. I'm live, and Graham, I can see you're there. Thank you for tuning in as well. It's always good to see a familiar face and uh, and make sure the live's coming through properly. Uh, so yeah, re- reflection on my week. Uh, it's been incredibly, incredibly busy. Uh, good busy. But as much as I hate that word, I think a lot of people hide behind being busy from actually doing stuff, getting things done. Uh, so I've got my uh, to-do list here and been ticking stuff off uh, throughout the week. So it's uh, it has been a good one. Uh, unfortunately, yesterday I uh, attended a funeral, which was a, uh, um, uh, a, a, I guess a horrible experience given what's going on at the moment uh, here in Melbourne. Uh, still restricted to 10 people at the funeral uh, so it couldn't be too many people along there and uh, you know off to the off to the, um, the the cemetery afterwards for the burial but the worst part of all of it um, was uh, that um, at the everyone that was there the family that was there uh, we all just had to say bye to each other and and just get in our cars and, and, and go off so that 
the saddest part in all of it wasn't being it was not being able to spend time with uh, the family kind of just grieving and sharing a meal as we would typically do uh, after a funeral so just getting in the car waving goodbye and you know, turning to my wife and the kids were in the back saying like you know not sure when we will when we'll see them again it was a it's a quite a strange experience and and something that i hoped not too many of you have to deal with at the moment uh, so graham the, the the palm trees and, and and the thumbs up there thank you for joining me mark uh, good to have you with me as well uh, and and paul uh, on the sunshine coast uh, good good of you to join me you might have seen my post last week or earlier this week saying uh, if, if dan gets his uh, gets his way in the 12 the 12 month extension i might be heading up north uh, we'll, we'll wait and see um, I did go live earlier in the week uh, on a, at 8 o'clock, you know, one night of this week, just trying that out for something a little bit different to see how that would go. And um, look, it, it went well. So I may very well shift this from a you know, lunchtime live to an evening evening live, but I will let you know. I will keep you posted for the moment. Uh, I am here of a, of a 12.30 on a Friday. So if there's anything... Uh, going on in your world any particular comments or questions drop them in and uh, and uh, i'll uh, happy to uh, to talk about whatever you've got to whatever you want me to talk about but i did um prepare prepare a little bit about a topic uh, you might have seen in the description there i just wanted to have a bit of a deep dive into um, pension cap problems or superannuation cap problems it was a topic i was exploring uh, for a um topic i was exploring um presenting some 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 work to a to, to a client I'm doing some work with at the moment. Lawrence, great to have you on board as well. Uh, thanks for coming back. You were there on uh, Tuesday night. Was it Tuesday night I went live? Um, so, yeah, just wanted a, a deep dive into this kind of pension cap, um, superannuation cap problem uh, that some people will have out into the future. Now, you may be aware that a little while ago, uh, the government introduced this cap of $1.6 million that you're allowed to have it's a cap on how much you can transfer to a tax-free pension when you eventually get to a retirement stage. This is in you know, a superannuation environment that I'm talking about. A cap on tax-free pensions that you contribute, you can you can move to the to the pension environment. Um, but this this 1.6 also comes into capping you out from making voluntary after-tax lump sum deposits into into superannuation. So the client that I was uh, I was having this conversation with. Uh, is around the age of 40 so a long way off from retirement and retirement really isn't on the cards right now uh, but just because of the way that um, he's paid and the way that his employer pays superannuation contributions it is very likely that without doing some early planning now earlier on in life in these probably 20 years away from retirement uh, there's going to run into big cap problems later on uh, and uh, this will be a whole lot more common than you might uh, than you might think or you might appreciate so $1.6 million sounds like a fair chunk of money. And, and yes, of course it is. Um, it's, a, it's a fair amount of money to save up through the superannuation environment. Um, we're limited to co contributing $25,000 a year concessionally to superannuation. So where you get some tax concessions on putting that in. You can go over and above that. You just lose the tax concessions. Uh, and that's an important point that I want to just just touch on for a second. There are a lot of people out there that are earning good, good money, you know, $200,000, $300,000 a year, that the 9.5% super contributions, the default contributions, that if their employer is paying on the full salary gets them to $25,000 a year. So there's not much more that they're doing there. But there are also a lot of employers out there that have some type of matching system in place. 
so I know you know BHP and Bluescope uh, have it. I know the universities have it. If you're if you're an employee of the universities, a lot of people working in universities actually have 17% super contributions being paid. So it doesn't take you don't have to be earning huge dollars, you know, into the hundreds, you know, multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars for actually some pretty chunky super contributions to be made on your behalf each year. Um, it's a it's a matching type arrangement. So in the in the universities, uh, often when someone starts there, it's just kind of default as part of their employment arrangement. They almost have to opt out of it. Uh, where if you voluntarily add a little bit of money to superannuation yourself, they'll add in extra. Uh, as I said, BHP and, and, and Bluescope do a similar kind of thing, as do a number of other corporates. So they want to they want to see their employees in a position where they come to retirement that they're actually self sufficient and not you know they haven't worked for BHP for thirty years and have got nothing to show for it at the end. So they they encourage this retirement planning. But what that means is that there are a lot of people out there that through these employment arrangements that they have are actually going over the twenty five thousand dollar a year cap. They lose out on some of the tax concessions on the bit above, but nevertheless, there's a lot of money going in. And if you're doing that over a long enough period of time, uh, it's not really the contributions that you're making that will actually get you to the 1.6 and cause the problem. Uh, it's the compounding of that money for an extended period of time that gets you there. Uh, and, and when I say problem, uh, I'll, I'll spend a few minutes talking about, about why I think it's a problem. But I just wanted to set the scene to say, you know, when you when you start to have this conversation with someone to say, you know, $1.6 million, it may seem a fair way off. Uh, but with enough time, uh, a reasonable salary and, and a generous employment arrangement, and there are some employers out there that pay the, the full nine and a half on the total you know, super balance. I have a number of clients that I work with, on, oh, sorry, on their, on their total employment package. I have a number of clients that I work with that are having you know, 40, 50, 60,000 dollars a year worth of super contributions made for them because their employment arrangement is nine and a half percent on the whole, on the whole lot. Thanks, Lawrence. Thanks for, for joining me. Um, so yeah, it is a little bit more common than you might think, and getting to 1.6 million dollars isn't that much of a stretch for, for a whole lot of people. So the problem, what, what's the problem? So you know, when you're saying you've got $1.6 million in, uh, in, in super or, or beyond by the time you get to that retirement age, what's the problem there? The, the problem is that it, it limits um, your ability to do a lot of uh, planning that we often do for people around the couple of years when they either pre-retirement or post-retirement, that, that kind of a small window around you know, possibly age 60, somewhere between age 60 and age 65 for a lot of people. First things first, you can only start a pension with $1.6 million. Um, now, by the time you get there, that may very well be indexed up, but the, the, the way the rules stand at the moment. You can only start a pension with $1.6 million. Anything left has to stay in the accumulation side, which attracts earnings tax along the way. That's not great if you can avoid it. Uh, if you've got a partner, uh, it would be more ideal if you could spread that between the two of you so that you both had money in superannuation and you're both at or under that $1.6 million cap, so you're both uh, are benefiting from the tax-free arrangements. Uh, the other problem uh, is uh, in terms of inheritance. Uh, so often it's not until someone's in their 60s, say, or that kind of age bracket um, where, where their own parents may, may, may pass away and they, and they get some inheritance. Uh, if you've had been earning good money and you've gotten up to this $1.6 million cap on one side, if it's assume it's a couple, one person's all the way up here, the other person has been earning less for a period of time or taken some time out with kids or whatever and has a lower balance. Uh, you're only able to put in money 
for that, that lower balance. If someone's uh, above 1.6, you can't put in any more money. So you've only got one person that you're actually able to make big lump sum contributions that might come through inheritance into superannuation. Whereas if you are more able to even out those balances, so rather than having a big one and a small one, they were both modest balances, you've got two annual caps that you can contribute money in, uh, which is better from, a, I guess, a, a planning point of view, a retirement planning point of view, an inheritance planning point of view. I mean, I can see you've just dropped in there too. Thank you for, thank you for joining me also. Uh, then uh, the, the other, uh, I guess, the other uh, piece of the puzzle there or the other problem where this causes a problem around around that age uh, is for estate planning purposes. So there are a lot of strategies that that uh, I mean, a lot of advisors advocate for, and we do too, uh, around trying to optimising uh, superannuation and retirement benefits for an ultimate uh, estate planning exercise. So trying to save some death taxes, for want of a better word, that are that are often payable on superannuation benefits. If you've got one person that's a, that's already at one point six and beyond, there's not a lot of restructuring you can do to try and optimise uh, that person's benefits. For inheritance to their next generations uh, whereas if both balances are a little bit more modest you've been able to even it out uh, then you can you've got you again similar to the uh, inheritance example where, where you're receiving money you've you've got a lot more flexibility around optimizing those benefits um, then the, the final piece of the puzzle with all of this is there isn't that much that you can do um, in terms of uh, of um, of a solution so, uh, you know, in, in years gone by, there weren't these caps. So you could uh, pull money out of one person's account and put it into the other in this window once you'd reached this um, preservation age and you could actually access your money, put it into the other person's. And you had a bit of a window where you could um, move balances around somewhat. That's a little bit harder to do now. Uh, so um, if you're taking money out and contributing it to the other person's, you're using up their contribution cap and then therefore can't you know, take advantage of any inheritance that may come your way putting into superannuation. So you're using the, the balances up, your contribution limits up there. Um, the other option, uh, and this is the one that I, that, that I was exploring uh, with the client that I was referring to and the whole reason why I brought up this topic for you that you know, might be tuning in and, and catching this, um, was this idea around something called contribution splitting. So you are able to contribute or split uh, your concessional pre-tax contributions to your partner. Uh, so something that we're exploring with this particular client is earning good dollars, there's big contributions going in, and if nothing else happens, we'll have uh, contribution cap problems in, in, sorry, pension cap problems in years to come. Uh, we're exploring actually starting now doing this contribution splitting. So the money goes in on the higher income earning spouse's side and then is split across to his wife. And we do that year after year after year after year so that through the 40s and 50s, approaching the 60s, there's a whole lot of work going on in terms of evening out those balances, which opens the doors to a lot of these retirement planning strategies that we would often look to to overlay um, once, you get, once you get to age 60. So there's no easy fix. Just to recap on that, you know, pulling chunks of money out from one side and putting it into a, a spouse's account can work, but you're using up limits there. Uh, it, it, um, it, it lessens your ability to, to overlay these strategies. Uh, the better solution and the earlier solution is this, contrib is this contribution splitting. So 
Um, just I guess, final point on, on, on this, please don't take what I've just gone through as personal advice in any way, shape or form. I don't even really know who's watching apart from the, the few people have, that have dropped in a comment there. I don't know your situations. Um, so please seek personal professional advice if you are exploring something like that. Do your own research. You can find plenty of it on Google. Uh, but it's a thing called contribution splitting where you move contributions that have gone in for you to your to your partner or your spouse uh, and and it's it's one strategy for trying to even out balances much earlier in life uh, to account for I guess what the rules as they stand now but what they may change to in in years to come you can imagine over the next 15 20 years there will probably be more rule changes with superannuation there always tends to be it's a it's a it's a moving beast over time um, so you just need to be preparing for that and, and often having uh, two equal balances is um, is better than one bigger balance. Um, so that's it for me today. Um, uh, if there's any final questions or comments, drop them in, and uh, and uh, I guess I'll open up a bit of a chat to you all. Mina, yeah, um, yeah, feeling good today. All, all good. I've had to do a few late nights, and uh, but but getting through. Uh, I was a bit late starting today. The the sun's out. It's a beautiful day here in Melbourne again today. So I uh, I snuck in a walk between my previous client meeting that I had and then starting this live. Uh, make the most of the uh, the sunshine whilst I can during the middle of the day. And Devang, uh, that looks like it's, it's you. I've got, I'm also streaming this on my phone so I can see your name's popped up there, but it doesn't pop up when I share the comment. Um, yeah, so that's it for me today. The, the StreamYard link, um, well, I'll, I'll call it quits in, in a second, but the StreamYard link was there. Uh, I will um, end this live now. Uh, thank you all for joining me. I hope all is well on your end, wherever you may be around the world. Uh, Graham, I think you're uh, in the, uh, the the nicest part of nicest part from all of us. Uh, Jeremy, thank you for joining as well. Yeah, um, uh, we'll listen in again on your next podcast. Yeah, I'll. Um, I need to get my act together. I've got a few of these lives banking up now. I need to just. Uh, strip the audio and put them on a podcast. So thank you all for joining me. Happy Friday. I hope you have a great weekend and uh, I'll catch you all next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you don't follow me anywhere else other than here on the podcast, I am putting out content on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all of those places. So if you frequent any one of those, it would mean the world to me if you'd give me a follow on one of those platforms and uh, look out for the next episode.